Welcome back to the show, everybody. I see things a little differently, and uh, this is the match of the month. And I made some a, a decision. I've heard the the feedbacks. I've heard the complaints. Some are complaints. Let's just be honest. Um, and I, I tend to agree with the the feedback that the match of the month kind of needs to be to itself. Um, because a lot of times the regular show you get so much thrown at you, and I honestly like to fine matches that have story even if that particular match had no feud building up to it like this match this month in november does it uh, doesn't have necessarily have a backstory but the two characters have a, a rich history well that's yeah i would say they have they have, they, they, they have a rich history in doing things differently this month but anyways um i'm going what i'm going to do i'm gonna try something different here so what i'm thinking is that the first Sunday of every month is when I'll drop the match of the month. So it'll be the first Sunday of every month. I drop the match of the month. It'll be completely standalone. Um, so that way nothing is taken from it. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with that feedback. I, I, even when I was putting it together and doing the edits on the first match of the month, to me, it took something away from it because I'm listening to everything and I had the match of the month recorded by itself because I'm always recording it by itself anyway. So I think it should be standalone. It will be its own episode. Um, but yeah, we'll try that. Um, so when this drops, I'm recording this before, but when this drops, it'll be the first Sunday of November. I obviously will promote it, let you guys know. But the best way to do it is subscribe, follow, download. You'll get notifications immediately of, like, I know Spotify does uh, uh, radar like what's on your 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 your, your radar, you know, pop up immediately. So if you follow, it'll it'll be there. You'll see it. But I'll definitely promote it. Um, but yeah, let's get into this month's match of the month. And I thought about it, and to me, this was a good match. Um, and it's hard to say great because this was a part of a tournament. And there were so many great matches in that tournament, great moments. To me, this was a more of a great moment, but a good match. But it led two different people down two different paths. Uh, and to me, it just... Um, to me, it really set that full sale crowd apart. It, set, it showed me that, well, we are Daniel Bryan was, to me, great. On commentary during the Cruiserweight Classic, the first one. Obviously, you're getting the hint now that it's a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. So this is this match is pretty much in, in honor of Kota Ibushi. He just won the G1 Climax a couple weeks ago. Well, as I record this, this was just last week. And he's, in my opinion, he's going on to become the new heavyweight champion in New Japan. But to me, this match right here that he had, it made his audience even more broader. He opened he opened a lot of people's eyes that didn't know about him. I was uh, very fortunate to know about him before and to know his talents, but like just to have so many people hit me up like who is this dude and how can I find more stuff from him? It, it really reminded me of when I used to tape trade with people. And um I was like, "Yeah, man, I, th these are the matches I would check out if I was you and all this stuff and to me it was just it, it it's what wrestling's all about, in my opinion. 
Um, but the match I'm choosing for match of the month November will be Kota Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander in the Cruiserweight Classic 2016. This match did two things. It, as I said, it gave Kota Ibushi a broader audience. People who didn't know him got to know him in this tournament. He did not win it all. As we know, uh, TJP won it all. Um, but this match got Cedric Alexander signed to WWE. Now, some people may say it's a bad thing. Some people may say it's a good thing. That's your, that's, that's your opinion. I'm just, I don't have a thought on it either way. Uh, if you're on your opinion, at least. Um, when I first saw Cedric Alexander... Dude was he's he, he's still in great shape, but dude was a lot more muscle. He was beefier. He actually reminded me of uh, Monty Brown. Actually, that's his. That was that was how big he. That's how jacked. He's still jacked. I mean, that's how jacked like Batista jacked. He used to be Monty Brown jacked. He's as he used to be, and um, and I, my first my first experience with him was at a ROH live show, and. I was like, who is this guy? You know, he's jacked to the freaking gills, you know? And so you see him jacked to the gills, but he's doing all this flippy stuff. And I was like, what? And it just didn't, it was just like, all right, cool. And then I started watching more. I got a chance to uh, watch more and more on TV, the, their syndicated stuff. And uh, and then I went to a few more ROH shows and seen them again, blah, blah. So when I seen them, and so... When I heard he left, I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I was like, oh, he's in the Cruiserweight Classic. So my first time seeing him in the Cruiserweight Classic, I saw how small he got. In. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I guess he had to lose that weight, that 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 muscle mass, in order to be a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. So for me, it made sense, you know. Um, I don't know how much of you guys had experience with seeing him beforehand. But, yeah, he was, he was jacked. Um, and I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know much about Cedric Alexander's background. I don't. I I truly don't know. Like I said, the time I seen him, um, he was wrestling in ROH, and I kind of followed him in ROH. Then he just kind of disappeared, and I read on the dirt sheets that he was gone. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, well, he's pretty big, so he'll get another stop, and he's pretty, he can work. So to see him in WWE was cool. Uh, obviously, he hasn't really done anything. I mean, he won the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, and I, I think I was in the building live when he won the Cruiserweight Championship, or was I? I'm trying to think when he won it. Was that the Was that the WrestleMania where he was in Dallas? Was where he won it, and it was like it was like a tournament or something. If that's the case, I wasn't there. I'm thinking about the the the, the, rest, the WrestleMania in Florida. No, the, I wasn't there because WrestleMania in Florida was with Austin Aries versus someone else, and, and Aries lost, I think. Um, but anyways, um. But yeah, like I didn't, I, I, don't, I really don't know much about it back. Like, I, I knew, I knew he was married to Big Swole. They've been, they've been married for a while. I think they even had a kid. Um, but um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just didn't know much about him, you know. But um, this match opened up eyes, and at the end of this match, actually, is how he, in my opinion, how he got signed, because the crowd went crazy. The crowd was going crazy and saying, please sign him or something like that. He was standing there just saying thank you. He was pretty much in tears. And Triple H walked out, put his arm around him, and was like, we got him. Thanks. And they walked out. And 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 the fans went wild for him, you know. And it's it's kind of it's kind of sad that the, the Cruiserweights were relegated. Even though they had their own show, they were relegated to it being non-televised or before SmackDown or before Raw when... No one's really, really gonna watch it, and uh, they became really under. They're still underappreciated, um, even though I know 
NXT does their best. Like Triple H is a historian before anything. Uh, well, maybe some people say politician, but in, anyways, um, he's a part of the hurt business now. Um, that's kind of the path he's he's on. So we'll see what they do with them. We'll see if the hurt business gets any gold or if this retribution thing's the way they're going. I don't know, but to me, that's what took out that that's what this match did for Cedric Alexander, in my opinion. Um, as far as Kota Ibushi, um, he, as I said before in a, in a past show, I think it was episode eight, he's never signed with anyone until this year or until like it was, it had to be this year or late 2019. And but he's finally, uh, New Japan finally had him locked down. WWE at this time wanted him badly. They wanted him badly, especially tri- tri- Triple H wanted him. And, and for a second, I truly thought Triple H was going to pull off, you know, the trifecta, you know, grab Ibushi, Nakamura and Styles. I true because around because it was it was like what because I think I I believe Styles was signed to WWE by that time. I think he had, but I think he had just signed earlier in the year. Um, yeah, he had just signed earlier in the year, January. And um, I was I thought he was gonna. I truly thought if if anyone can do it, Triple H has brought back so many people. You know, he brought back Goldberg, who he had notorious problems with. He brought back Warrior, like Bruno San Martino. You know, like these are people that came back because of Triple H. And I thought he was gonna. I thought he. I, I thought we we're gonna see Kota Boot. Now, do I think that would have been a good thing? Uh, no, but um, I truly. Well, in NXT, yeah, but outside of that, he probably would be gone already. Um, but anyways, um. Yeah, this match just get broadened, opens people's eyes, and to me, it just this match, like watching it, and I rewatched it. I actually rewatched it for the first time since the Cruiserweight Classic, so it's been four years. Um, seeing like the desperation on Alexander's face, he's hidden Abushi with everything he's got, and it's just kind of like, man, that's that's a tough one, you know? Like you just kind of see it and. And I, I, I want to say Alexander was the underdog here, you know, especially once the secret was out. And because once again, those are the fans, fans, marks or whatever you want to call them, air quotes, that uh, uh, are at full sale. And so they knew about Ibushi, but I'm talking about people at home. That's how I mean, he brought in his, his audience. But I mean, he, I, would, I would say Alexander was the underdog. So they, people were just kind of like, you know. Um, just like, is he going to really beat him? You know, and I think Obushi was probably the, the, the odds-on favorite to go and win it. Um, he ended up losing in the next round. Um, but I don't think he was going to win without signing a contract, you know. Because um, the person that won, obviously, was getting the Cruiserweight Championship. So you need to make sure you have him signed. Um, but uh, to me, this, this, this like I said, this match wasn't great because there was so many great matches in that tournament. But this match was it was definitely good. It was just one of those things where to me, when I see the paths that both guys took, and once again, you can say what you want to about Alexander, but he's on television now. Where this goes, I don't know. But to me, without this match, I don't think and without that reaction from the full sale crowd, I don't think Triple H signs him. I think he probably says, Hey, I appreciate you coming out. Uh, we'll look at you in the future, blah blah blah. Um, but they, they had so many people signed that people sign now. 
but I, I don't think they were. He was like first in the radar because Cedric Alexander, as we both know, can as, as we all know, he's not really a talker. You know, Big Swole is a much better talker, but you can tell she kind of has like I call it the Naomi, where it's she has some hood in her, so she you could tell she tames down things she would normally say. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's not a talker. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a lot of his stuff is in, in the ring, and like. Some of the moments he's had in the independent scene didn't come from him talking. It came from him. Matter of fact, he hit the lumbar check on uh, Johnny Gargano's wife. Um, and that that place went wild when he did that. Uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae is a freaking beast. He's a monster. Um, but to me, I think that's what the things got him signed. When, when Triple H saw that reaction, he said, all right, we may have a star in the making. And I believe on that Cruiserweight roster... At the, t- at the time, man, there were so many great cruiserweights they had there. You had Neville, you had Austin Aries, and it's unfortunate that most of those cruiserweights are gone now, and we don't know these other cruiserweights that, that like we should know them intimately, like the same way we knew Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko, all those people. But um, this put both guys on the map and on WWE's map and on new fans' map. Like I said, I I still don't know a lot about Cedric's background. You know, I haven't looked into it to be fair either. But I mean, I I was I was definitely aware of him, and uh, before this match, before this tournament, but um, this this match opened eyes, and to me, this just made people want Kota Ibushi even more. Like this made people want to say, "Holy crap!" Like this dude is freaking amazing, you know. And some some of the bumps he takes on his neck or his head is ridiculous. He he, he needs to stop doing that. That's stupid. But um, overall, I would check out this match. As you guys all know, the, and to the new fans, these matches of the month are not really that long. Unless it's like a long, drawn-out story. This one didn't have a story, necessarily. It, to me, became more of a story. Like, as, as Coda, as this, ter- this Cruiserweight tournament went on, and there was more and more people we that you did. If you, you, cause I didn't know about all, all everybody. I didn't know about Tony Nese. I never heard of him before until the Cruiserweight tournament. But I had heard about Kota Ibushi, Cedric Alexander, and wasn't these 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 these, these won't be long. Like I said, it's probably like 15, 16 minutes or whatever. But to me, I would check this match out. It's only like I think sixteen minutes. So if you have sixteen minutes to spare, you're on the bus, you're traveling, whatever. But it's, if you don't have WWE Network, it's on Daily Motion. Just put in Cedric Alexander versus Kota Ibushi Cruiserweight Classic. It's there. Um, to me, this this match just it propelled Kota Ibushi to where people just wanted him even more. It made him not just the the, the the chick on prom night where it's like, man, I got to bang her tonight. It's like now this person is, let's think of anyone famous that people say they would sleep with all the time. It just put him in that stratosphere to where, you know, everyone wanted to sign him before. They wanted him even badly. And to me, it got Cesar Alexander a job in WWE. And you can say it's good, you can say it's bad. I don't know. Um, I, I have to see where this hurt business thing goes. This is the first time they've truly used him since the Paul Heyman experiment, and I know Vince McMahon's not a big fan of him, maybe because he can't talk. But I want to see where this hurt business thing goes. I want to see they put gold on these guys. I want to see what happens, and then we'll go from there. But otherwise, this is the match of the month for November: Kota Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander, Cruiserweight Classic 2016. Like I said, if you don't have WWE Network. It's on Daily Motion. I just watched it. It's like 16 minutes. Check it out, guys. That's the match of the month for this month.